0: Uh, hi welcome to card slingers coast to coast i'm here with jamie and hillary what up jamie and hillary What up? How you doing? we're getting a little silly because we recorded another one before this so this should be fun um so we're going to talk about we got a question guys from a listener which is really super exciting and I they were like "Do you questions? take requests and i'm like
1: well Fuck yeah. yeah we take
0: requests because one day we'll run out of shit to talk about. <laughs> There's only 78 cards in the deck, you guys. Um, so we're going to talk about reversals because they're hard. And I think especially difficult if you follow the little white book from, like, the one I had 30 years ago. It was like, you must read reversals, and yet didn't give a description of what the cards meant when they're reversed. Thanks. Um, <laughs> So it's always been very difficult. So I'm going to talk about how I teach reversals and then Jamie and Hillary will talk about that. And then we'll talk about a couple books uh, written by some friends of the show. I've always wanted to say that.
2: Friends of the podcast. Friends of
0: the pod. Oh, gross. I can't believe I said that.
2: We Um, know people.
0: We know some people. They know us. Um, The way I teach reversals is that if they make you uncomfortable, don't do it. So if you're just learning the cards and you're trying to practice to learn tarot readings and every time you get a reversed card, it makes you want to pull your hair out, don't do it. Don't read it. You can get similar, not the same, but similar vibes from the cards that are around it, from your intuition, from your psychic powers, you know. You can you can get the same reading-ish without using reversals. They're not necessary. And I wish to God some motherfucker would have pulled me aside and told me that, like, when I was 15. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it added unnecessary stress to learning a really complicated thing. And I didn't appreciate it. Yeah, I said it. So after you become comfortable with the rest of the deck – The way that I see reversals is if like, let's take the three of swords because that's a bitch of a card. If you reverse it, it's still a bitch of a card. But I imagine gravity pulling Ah, those swords ah. slowly out. Mm
1: -hmm. And so
0: this is maybe after the trauma has happened and you're trying to get to a place of healing. So it still sucks. It's just a different kind of suck. Similar to like the Six of Cups reversed. Maybe, um, so Six of Cups is about like innocence and childhood and having great memories and hanging out. If it's reversed, maybe you met with a high school friend on Facebook and found out that they're a fucking turf or a racist. And you're like, yeah, shit. Because you still have some of that innocence and happiness and this is a connection to your childhood, but they're a gigantic turd. So it's kind of flipped on its head and all of the happiness and emotion that was living in those cups is now pouring out. So this happens. I get the six of cups reversed all the time when people are like, I met this guy I used to date in high school and I'm just wondering how it's going to go. And I'm like, don't do it. It's a fucking trap. So that's how I see reversals. I think the most important thing is don't read them until you're ready. You don't have to. No one is like, making a note of it, you're not going to get in trouble. The tarot police are not going to come get you.
2: And also note that reversals aren't negative. They're not negative. And every time I have reversals come up when I'm reading for a client, they're just like, oh, not another reversal. And I'm just like, all right, you know, like there's a little bit of reversal haterade going on here. And it doesn't have to be like that.
1: <laughs> ah. um,
2: but I mean, just to... uh expand on what melissa said i also teach this pretty much the same thing when i teach reversals if you don't want to do reversals if you don't want to read reversals don't freaking do it. There are plenty of readers out there that don't read read it with reversals and they still can give you a really accurate and wonderful reading and they're not reading with reversals. So you don't, don't feel like you have to do it. And I also agree with you. I wish someone had pulled me aside when I was 16, when I first started reading cards and said like, don't, have to do this like the shoulds the couldas you know i was just like i i must do it all in order to be considered like a true terror reader it's just like no you don't that have was to
0: the to map reversals. that was given to us man right this is how you do it so we this were like oh it. i have to shuffle in into 80s. my left hand i have to be given a deck i have to read reversals bull fucking shit
2: yeah exactly Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. Um, but for reversals, for me, it's not an outright negation of the upright meaning of the card. It can be, it can be sometimes, but it's usually not. To me, it's more about there's a blockage or a miscommunication to the energy that is represented of that particular card, or it can be who's in the driver's seat and who is in the observer. So if there's a majority of reversals, say in a reading, I'm saying like, okay, well, you need to start taking the wheel. Like, forget about Jesus taking the wheel. You need to take the wheel. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because you're allowing
0: all of those decisions to be made around you.
2: Right, right, exactly. And and I think it's it's so funny that you mentioned the Six of Cups reversed because I literally just did a reading for clients and the Six of Cups came up reversed and it was not so nice of a... Card or reading because of it. It's just like, it's almost like that nostalgia or that comfortable relationship turned on its head.
0: Mm-hmm. It's you a know? nostalgia trap.
2: Yeah, exactly. And it happens. Right. So, reversals, do you have to read with reversals? No, no, you don't. But this is how we
1: read with reversals. Mm-hmm. So. And in my practice, I, my professional practice, I don't use reversals. <gasps>
0: I yeah.
1: Yeah. I, I, the others are like staring at me. I feel like <gasps> Hillary's ready to, like, you know, a water bottle at me. I don't. Personally, sh- shame. Shame. Get shame. the bells out. Shame. Yeah.
0: No shame, shame. bells in this podcast, yeah. ladies. Shame. Get your shit together. Come on. You shame. know,
1: fuck it. I don't care. If you want to shame me, shame me. If you don't, you don't. I personally made the decision in my professional tarot practice not to use them for a couple of reasons. Um, it adds more complexity. People freak out more. And especially right now, nobody's reading in person. Mm-hmm. If you are, I, I honor you and I hope you're being safe about it and taking the precautions. <laughs> Good Melissa luck to you. Saying, Melissa's saying, fuck that shit though. <laughs> yeah, I, I, but I, again, that's another- Jamie again, that's is another much personal, nicer than I am. That's well, it's a another true personal, fact. It's another personal slash professional decision. I am not sure I will do- um in-person ratings until next year until when quote unquote things are safe for, from mm-hmm. COVID-19. And reversals can get hard on the Zooms or whatever yes. system you're using. So when you flip an up, you know, a lot of people in the public know upright tarot cards thanks to Hollywood or just seeing them with the Black Lives Matter movement or these other things, mm-hmm. you know, the mems out there, you know, so a lot of people know a lot of the cards just by sight. And I actually, um, when I'm doing readings on Zoom, only use a Rider-Waite-Smith deck just because, again, they're more familiar with it and mm-hmm. the images and the colors pop.
0: It's a very good point. Yes.
1: I don't like... Well, I love I love the Shadowscapes, tarot. That's one of my favorite decks to use. Or the Paulina deck, which was done by Paulina Cassidy. Those are two in-depth, really detail-oriented decks. It's hard to see all those details, the wonderful details on Zoom. So... Those are some reasons why I chose, especially in Zoom, not to use reversals because I don't want to confuse my clients when I have them talk about the cards because to me, there's two types of readings. There's the professional ones that I do in my own private practice, which is they talk about what's going on and we kind of co-create the reading and I take notes and then give homework. And then there's kind of like the um, festival or in-person more fortune telly type situation where anybody can come up, anybody can ask me a question, in between five minutes to twenty minutes, I'll give them a, you know a standard response, giving them a taste of what Tara can do for them, to hopefully you know you know in a sense make them clients. If not, I gave them info to use for the day. So that's why you know how I view the do I use them, don't I use them? Um, when I've had clients touch my deck, sometimes yes, I will get reversals. I will turn them straight up Mm -hmm. when, you know, the cards get mixed. At home, it's kind of a 50-50 how I feel if I'm feeling kind of like frisky or something. And, ooh, let's, you know, use reversals today. I will, you know, do that in my readings. Sometimes um, I did read for a client and all the cards came upside down. And I figured that was because either A, we switched the deck and turned it upside down. So everything was upside down. But I went with it. I went, okay, let's just say that this wasn't the fluke. This, wasn't, right. you know, this was how the universe and the goddess wanted. So let's read them all upside down. So I would read it as they were all reversed. And like Hillary and Liz have said, there are a multitude of ways that you can read cards. You can read yeah. block blockages, like where are you blocked? How is this upside down? I love the gravity, like the idea of when the cards are reversed, how Liz said with the Three of Swords, what happens when those swords fall out? The gravity mm-hmm. effect. What? How, do, how will gravity change You know, up that, yeah. that energy?
0: I like it because it leads to, it's more a kinetic way of looking at it because let's say it's the Ten of Swords. What happens after all those swords fall out? You're going to bleed. And what happens if you have ten open wounds? You're going to get sick. You're going to be less than you know, and it leads to homework, which I'm super big fan of. Yes, um, I think we all yeah. love homework. Jamie, yeah, I love do. how you have this like, this is how I consistently do readings here. This is how I consist that's wonderful. And I think that it shows that that kind of we get to decide what our cards mean. Yes. We get to. Mm-hmm. And we get to decide when it's appropriate. Although I do have a story about me. Deciding something that was stupid. So <laughs> this is like five, thank you for your cackle, Hill. Um, this is like five years ago. I was reading at a tarot conference uh, for one of my friends. And I laid the cards down and every single card was reversed. And I was like, bullshit. So I flipped all of them. And I told the person You and your partner are doing fine. You love your job. Family's super supportive. You guys are doing okay. And they looked at me and said, that is the exact opposite of my life right now. I want to get a divorce. I hate my job. My parents are assholes and I want to move. And I was like, flip, 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 turn all (laughs) the way back around. Because if you do read reversals and you have that intent in your mind, fucking read them you know, and I was like, there's no way, guess what, way, such way, so you can have a reading that's all reversals, and it can be absolutely accurate, because the tarot cards do like to fuck with us, you know, but that was a really big lesson to me in hubris, because I thought I knew everything, and I was like, let me just blah blah blah," and I got my nose smacked by my tarot deck,
1: there was, well, um, th- oh, go ahead, go ahead, um, I was taught one time that all the cards have the full range of expression, upright, mm-hmm. to where it doesn't matter what you card you get. You're going to get a story out of it, or you're going to get the insight, whether or not it, it's you believe in intuition or the sight. If you are a psychic reader, you know I believe both of those are valid the cards will actually point out those information, even if it's a real hat, if they're all three happy cards, let's say it's a three card reading. If they're all happy cards yet, you're going to pick something up on that, maybe through the person's um, voice or body posture, that's negative and that's going to come out. So some people, including me think about that and say, well, I don't need to read upside downs because I don't necessarily need that, the negative to come out. It's, it's the story that gets built or like in like, depending how do you read, in my private clac- practice, clactus, in my private practice, <laughs> my clients practice. do all the talking. So they're going to look at that card and things are going to bubble up or they're going to use that card to frame what they actually want to say. So it's going to come out no matter what. Right. So that's, you know, again, another reason why maybe you want to use it or not use it. Well, I like the um, I like the visual
2: and that's the reason why I keep the reversals reversed when they come up but some readers have said to me that they sense the reversal without having the reversal actually physically happening in the cards and i always thought that to be very interesting but also not how i work with my cards because i like the visual of the reversal and it's it To me, it looks more obvious, not only to me as the reader, but also to my client if I am reading for them in person. Because I usually don't sit across from them when I am reading in person. I'll usually sit next to them or I'll sit catty-corner to them so that we're both kind of sitting in the client chair so we can both see the same thing. And
0: I do That, that too. That's how I read. So they're all like touching you and stuff guys.
1: Well, no, mine don't, but I have to sit closer to them due to my single sided deafness where if it's in a a party atmosphere or like I used to do um, haunted house readings, I have to lean in and yell across the way. So I like it when people sit next to me so I can lean over and not hurt, physically hurt my neck or my body. Fine. (laughs) <laughs> I can but understand. You do you, boo. I mean, I'm again, gonna, I no don't like people in my here. personal space
0: ever. So that always like brings this in, inherent, like, get off me kind of response. But yeah, I can totally see that. I also think that, like, I was told were you guys told this that if you lose a card in your tarot deck, the deck is ruined forever and you can never use it again? Yeah, I, yeah. I've heard I think that. that's a bunch of shit.
2: I've heard that, but I've also gotten readings before, um, especially when the cards aren't missing, I've deliberately taken them out. Like if if I'm reading for people that are more sensitive or if I'm reading for children, which doesn't really happen that often, but I will take out the big bad cards. Yeah. Um, And the message, and the message still comes through anyway. Exactly. Yeah, that's my point. Is
0: that if you can have a deck that you're curating, which is what it's happening when you lose a card, you're basically saying, like I had um, uh, Carrie Fisher sign the Devil card in one of my tarot decks, and I lost it. I don't know where it is. I put it simply safe. Fuck. Anyway, but I start. I still use the deck without the Devil card, and let me tell you the deck compensated with a bunch mm-hmm. of swords and temperance reversed, like the deck compensated for not having the double, double card. I can talk. Yeah. So <laughs> in the same way you're curating your tarot deck, if you choose not to read reversals, it's going to do what you want because you're in charge. And I think that's something that's a little bit of empowerment that little readers need to know is that you can keep using your deck, even though you say, roll over the five of wands with your office chair and distort it beyond all recognition, for example.
2: That, that sounds like a very personal example.
0: I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> but
2: you can still
0: <laughs> use your deck. It's still your deck. Just know that it's a curated deck now. You know, you don't have to put it away or use it for
2: don't don't feel like you're not
1: playing with a full deck (laughs) you still are. playing with a full deck is something that i like to talk to a lot of readers about because you know we're all across the board i don't curate my deck for kids or not i'll swap out decks yes so that there's no boobies or nipples on you know things for kids but i don't deliberately pull out cards like i know people that do wedding readings and they pull out death or or you know, like the 10 of uh, swords and stuff. And I'm like, I actually don't. But again, you know, that's another topic that we can totally get into. For me, it's just, you know, I, yeah, you choose what you choose and you do what you do because that's how you even learned it, decided you wanted to experiment with or have just made that boundary. Exactly. And you can
2: do, you can do reversals with Oracle cards and le- with Lenormand. I know that's like, <gasps> you can't do reversals with Len Armand. It's just like, why the fuck not? You know, it's yeah, you your dad.
1: I'll even turn over cards. Like I had a client that got into a really heavy reading once the image on a night card disturbed them in a way that brought up a lot, you know, like some abuse type situation. And I said, let's flip it over. We put that card, we flipped it over. I pulled it out of the rating and said we'll address this later if you decide you want to jump into it yep so there are so many cool things you can do for your re- if you want to get an idea of a reversal or again partner with other decks i mean there's so many good oracle decks out there and it, yeah there's so many you can cool layer ways. them you
2: can layer them oh. can all sorts of really cool stuff but i think the crux of this episode is basically saying it's your tool
0: mm-hmm.
2: and you can do with it what you want because it's your tool. You
0: have permission. We thereby there, give you, with the combined 70 years of tarot experience, permission to do what the fuck you want. It's okay. We're not going to bust you. You need to be comfortable with the tools in your hand. And if you're not, it's a problem. So what else? Oh, books. Ethony uh, wrote- a- I was going to say one oh, more no,
1: thing. Our Our listener addressed, how do you shuffle? And I think- for me, if you want to shuffle, um, um, yes, if you want to shuffle your reversal into, I've seen uh, two ways. Number one, you can just like flip half the deck over, or another one would be like if you want to even do it more deliberately, take ten random cards or twenty random cards and flip those. Yeah. That way you know it's it's not like half the deck is being flipped or whatever you know yeah
2: I, I did a quick like tutorial about shuffling overhand and also showing how to shuffle reversals into your deck if you do shuffle overhand, which I do because I have very small hands that's just how I shuffle, tiny. and also tiny hands. Yeah. <laughs> um but, but but tarot cards are slightly bigger than playing mm-hmm. cards so if you feel like you can't bridge a deck one like don't because you'll probably bend your cards and be very upset Ugh. um and two you're probably not going to be able to do it if you have smaller hands so what you can do is you can just like jamie was just saying you can take the deck and you can take half of it and just flip over half of it and then shuffle as normal
0: I just got my Pride Tarot deck. This isn't it. Or
2: do a messy pile. You can do a messy pile.
0: Yes. Yeah. Although, uh, don't do it in front of me because I'll just freak out. But <laughs> this is so if this were a brand new deck, I flip it. I take about, I don't know, 15 cards and I flip them over. And then I grab another 15 and I flip my hand back and forth. Ah. And I section it up so that every other 15 cards is upside down. And then I shuffle the shit out of it for like a good 10 minutes. I keep shuffling. And then I go through and look through them. So I have the chariot, the eight of cups. If I had the nine of cups, I tuck it in the back. And then I keep, and I split up the pairs. So I make sure that they're all separate and that they're all evenly reversed or not. And then that's that's ready for work now. But um, I do that with every deck that I'm going to be working with is that kind of chunking up together and, um, making sure that they're all facing different ways.
2: I think what you need to do is you need to do a video. Okay.
1: I was just going to say, can you show us that through this podcast? <laughs> yes. I know I'm a smart Yeah, I'll ass.
0: Show you. yeah. I'm not doing HeySanova <laughs> anymore. I'm actually moving that to my website. So, Ooh, so there will, you go, listeners. I will do the thing. But yeah, it's, and it's something I learned after getting new decks and being like, oh my God, they're all reversed or they're all whatever. This way I know I'm starting out with a even deck an even number of reversals and the suits are all split up and all that shit.
2: Again, this is only if you want to work with reversals. Yes. You do not have to work with reversals.
0: Exactly. I actually had a friend. I'm going to put quote marks around friend because they did something awful to my deck. They wanted to read with it and they went through and flipped all the cards right side up.
1: Oh my God. The fuck is wrong with you? Ask first, folks. Didn't ask. You can grab the yeah. my deck,
0: start fucking with it.
1: Yeah. Then I had if to
0: rearrange how dare you yeah
1: i yeah i i will say that i almost did that once to a friend who gave me permission to touch cards and i but i was trying to look at the cards and i don't reverse and flip them and make them all straight but at the same time make sure you keep them in the same order that they're in uh-huh. yeah always ask and it, you can even ask you know like, hey i see you're using reversals can i set them all up right and sometimes the exactly. answer might be yes. If it says if it's no, do if not this do This eye
0: it. starts twitching. The answer is no. So
1: again, you know, consent is sexy. Consent, consent is sex- sexy. Sexy. Yes.
0: And we never go straight, darling. We go forward,
1: gaily forward.
0: So. <laughs> <I'll say laughs> right on. Oh, happy Pride! By yes. the way, it's the last. Is it? Is it June still?
1: The yes, last week. We are of recording June. in the last week of June. So. Happy Pride
0: to everybody. I hope they had a safe and and happy pride and they're taking good care of themselves and drinking water and taking medicine and doing all the things they need to be happy i am your mom now if you need one
1: yay so but you said you were going to talk about some um, books yeah the books let's talk about the books the resources I know of are uh, uh, Mary Kay Greer's Tarot yes. Reversals book. And yes. then I blank out on the other people. There's another one by Joan Bunnell. That's one, the one that I was going to
2: say. It's, I think it's called, I think it's called like Using Tarot Reversals. Learning or, Tarot Reversals.
1: Learning, learning Tarot yeah. Reversals. Sorry, but that and one's a Mary, really good one. Mary Kay Greer. All right. So who wants to talk about those two? We'll keep it at those two. Uh, let's just
0: refer to them. Um just because I haven't read either of them.
2: They're great. They're great reference books. So if okay. you're feeling stuck when you're reading reversals and you feel, or you, you start to feel like, oh, maybe reversals aren't for me, Go and you can you you have our permission to look it up. You can practice different different perspectives on reverse cards. Um, so I find that is a really they're really good reference materials. Also, uh, Benabelle Wens holistic tarot. Um, has a huge, like the majority of the book is reference material. So don't feel like you're tackling her book and you need to read it from cover to cover in order for it to be helpful for you. It is just as helpful as a reference book when you need it. Indeed.
0: I also think like someone was like, you should do a book on reversals, like kitchen table terror reversals. It would literally be one sentence, do whatever you want. So I'm not going to do that. But I do think it's important to like, like Hillary and Jamie are the two people that I look up to in the tarot community. And I follow their work and I read their newsletters and I look up what my tarot heroes have to say about things that challenge me in tarot. So um, these two books are great. The one by uh, Mary Kay motherfucking Greer and Joan Bunning are great. But also use the internet. And if you are influenced by Hillary and Jamie, like I am, go to their websites. I'm sure there's an article. I'm sure there's a blog post. I'm sure that they've written about this. Ooh, and then there
1: will be. Try, <laughs> I have. Yes. I'm sure there will
0: be now. But um, use use the internet and educate yourself about what worked best for you. And you could read all this shit and decide you're not going to do it anymore. It's, it's fine. But just be confident with your decision because your cards – Use your confidence to do their job, and if you're not certain of what you're doing with them, it'll show up in your readings.
1: Mm. I
0: know that to be a fact.
1: I think we all know that to be a fact. So yeah, practice. We practice, have all practice. given shitty readings. Yes. I've yeah, <laughs> I mean, even as a quote unquote professional today, I've probably given some pretty bad readings, and that's either because the information don't want to come out, or maybe it just, I just happens. Yeah, and I've
0: given shitty practice. readings.
1: Sometimes
2: there just isn't a
1: connection with the person
2: that you're reading for and that doesn't make you a bad person. It doesn't make that per- the client a bad person. Nope. It's just not the right connection.
0: And I think we have to get, maybe we should do an episode about um, giving bad readings. I think we I think could we all should. benefit from that. Yeah. Because I've done it recently, you know, and it turns out that that person was not supposed to have that information at all. And uh, yeah, it sucked and made me feel like shit but it wasn't about me. It was about them and their journey. And so, yeah, I think we can talk about that on the next episode. I so we're, we're going to wrap this up. Thank you guys for being so smart and inspiring me every day. I love you. I love you
1: too. And
0: uh, I hope everybody's being safe out there and taking good care of themselves. And we will see you next time to talk about the stupid Hierophant card, so <laughs> which everybody else loves, which is fine. But um, take care, check us out online and let us know if you want us to talk about a thing. And we will. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us uh, at Cardslingers Coast to Coast. You can check out more episodes at cardslingerscc.podbeam.com and please send us your questions at cardslingerscc at gmail.com. We'll see you next time.